Good morning, everyone. I do want to take a second to acknowledge Miasia. Uh, she was in a play last night in High Point called First Lady, first lady right? The First Lady or First Lady? Yeah. Or well, Ari checking me? She was like, First Lady, get it together, Pastor. All right, uh, but she did a, a wonderful job. It was a, a pretty good play. And actually, it's almost like it was an Ayers Christian Center production. <laughs> all, all the folk at Ayers that came to support us, but uh, great job. And um, uh, oh, DJ also was in it, uh, for, for y'all that know DJ, um, Danny Smith. All right, yeah, he was in it. He played a, a, a preacher, nonetheless. <laughs> All right, so they did a they did a wonderful job. It was uh, uh we had an excellent um, it was a great opportunity just to see them in their element. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into what we're gonna. Oh, I forgot we're starting children's ministry today. So, anyone have anyone has children? You can meet the children's ministry uh, workers in the back. Was it, uh, thank you, I don't, Five to I don't know. <laughs> five to 12. Ages five to 12. All right, and they're going to walk your children downstairs to have some fun. All right? Awesome. Almost, it's been so long since we, since we had children's ministry, but uh, Stephanie, and, Stephanie, Shonda, and the crew are getting it together. All right? All right, well, let's get into what we're going to talk about today. It's been, it's been a very uh, long week, long weekend. Now, after the play, everybody went home, got some rest. I still had work to do, so. Yeah, you too? Yeah. So, I might have got to sleep about two or three. But uh, let's, let's see what God wants to talk about today. We've been talking about the believers and just, uh, I've just been meditating on this in general, just you know, as we have Bible study fellowships, as I listen to, you know, so many different things that pop up around the, the country, we don't, we don't necessarily spend, use the pulpit to talk about the affairs of this life because the Bible says don't entangle yourself in them. Um, so, so I'm not going to change that today. We don't talk about the politics because we don't get entangled in that. There's always somebody for and against. Everybody has their personal preferences. People come to God's house to hear God's word, not necessarily to hear a barbershop talk, talk or a, what do you guys call them? Is it beauty parlors, salons? I don't know what they call them now. Where do women go? Where y'all go? What do you call it? Beauty shop or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> obviously I don't frequent these places, but uh, people don't really show up for that. Uh, but as I see all the different things happening and I watch how we react and, and I see how sometimes we're passionate about the affairs of the world, but I don't see that, that, always see that same passion when it comes to God and his word. Like if somebody's uh, uh, negatively affected a believer, I don't see people necessarily protesting for that. You know what I'm saying? But, but I watch what we, uh, we don't sometimes favor God's righteous cause, but we'll favor all other types of causes, right? You know, but, but Psalm 37 talks about favoring his righteous cause. 
And so I just, you know, I just navigate and watch how people navigate. But really what it boils down to, and please don't take this personal, um, but now if, if it applies to you, then you can take it personal because then maybe, you know, it'll shift you. But a lot of us just aren't believers. We really just don't believe. You know, I watch and I look at, you know, how uh, someone would claim the badge of Christianity, but they're not walking out the life of Christianity. Well, well, that person doesn't believe. That doesn't believe if I be all in, I'm going to get the benefits or the results of being all in with God, right? Uh, or if we, you know, uh, you know, you have different controversies over, uh, over just uh, what Abraham started way back in the Bible on tithing. But if you just believe, you know, the thing is, everything is, it's, it's predicated on belief, but sometimes we don't believe, so we panic and we hoard or we, you know, we don't just eat the apple, but we eat the seed, you know. So, so that's all you ever have is the apple. You know, the seed is to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Most of us, most of the apple is given to us. You know, the scripture says in, in 2 Corinthians to minister bread for your food, but multiply your seed sown. So if some of us were the first person on the earth, and God gave us a fruit to start the, the kingdom, there would be no more fruit because we would have ate the, the fruit and the seed. But, but the, 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 the 10%, the seed is to keep things going. He told us to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, right? That was our first assignment. We talk about the uh, principle of first mention in the um, uh, Bible school. You know, what God first mentioned is what he intended. After sin is when... He had to come up with contingencies and plan. But ideally, God said what he wanted. And so, so we got to decide whether or not we want to believe God. So let's, let's talk about this because I, you know, I was, I'm normally here for uh, uh, sound check and everything, but, but, and actually I overslept. I don't normally do that either. So I overslept. I got up. I said, now, where am I and where do I need to be? <laughs> I had a feeling like I need to be somewhere, you know, so I was rushing and everything. So, and then it had to rain, you know, when you're rushing and then it rains. So you can't go for so fast unless, you know, your pastor be 360 down the, down the, the freeway. So it was just, a, just an interesting morning for me. But I did hear Pastor Mel talk about the play. And she was just talking about the element of the play. Tiana came up to me after. She says, well, thank God you're our pastor, like based, based on, a, you know, what the theme of the play was all about, right? And um, so interesting, our first scripture here as we talk about believers is 2 Chronicles 20, 20. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. And I'm going to read it out of the classic Amplified version. It says, and they arose early in the morning and went out into the will. I'm sorry, y'all told me that. Slow down so y'all can get to the scripture. Yeah, they, they, they told me in Bible study I'd be going too fast. All right, so I'll wait till y'all get to Second Chronicle 2020. Uh, the, uh, the people online, I'll wait for you to get up out that bed and go grab that Bible that you left in the, in the living room. Right? When you get there, say amen. <laughs> So y'all didn't say amen. Does that mean y'all didn't get there or? <laughs> All right, Second Chronicles 2020. Now, again, I'm reading out of the classic Amplified version just for the sake of time. It says, and they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Israel, 
Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast in his, prof, prof, in his prophets, and you shall prosper. So, so again, you know how you, as we navigate in this life, sometimes I, we, uh, I taught, taught a message and I share how we have to learn how to honor our sources. And so there's a reason why Rahab's in the Bible. There's a reason why we know about Paul. There's a reason why we know about John. We, there's a reason why we know about John who prepared the way for Jesus, right? There's a reason why we know about these people because they are of, of value. So we were talking about how when you read through the Bible, if you're reading through the Bible, you'll get to numbers. You get to numbers, it has all this list of and such and such begat such and such, you know. Uh, you know, like you, and such and such begat such and such. And so sometimes our temptation is what? To read past all that because that's just a bunch of names. But if your name was in there, you would want somebody to read it, right? And then names mean things. Uh, me and my nephew was uh, looking for cars, and we went to a, a dealership called The Flow. <laughs> I remember that. And so the young man's name was, uh, was Jeremiah. He said, God, what did he say? Uh, what did he say? God is with him? Something like that? I think he said something, something like God is with him, but his name meant something. So a lot of times when you read through those names, you're speaking into your heart what that name means. Like Keith actually means the secure one. That's what it means. Right? So, 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 so names actually have a meaning. All, all these things are important. Right? And so the scripture says you believe God, you'll be established. And we're going to talk about what it means to be established. So, yes, believe God. That, that establishes us. But it says believe as prophets, so shall you prosper. So you could be stuck and established, but not prospering from there if you don't uh, operate in the whole package. Like, listen to God's messengers and the people that are talking to him, right? We talked about that on Wednesday with connections, right? So, so, so again, we're gonna, we start out as we believe God. That's what establishes us. Now, now, now uh, we talked about this in Bible study fellowship. You know, if you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments, right? Now, if that's the only scripture in the Bible. How, how does God know we love him? Some of the commandments? And then ask yourself this, not being sarcastic, but I just want us to, I, I, I'm a thinker. So how do you make the decision not to keep a commandment? Maybe, maybe I should have the, uh, the, the, the mic over there like we do on Wednesday. Somebody come up. Like, because we're making decisions not to keep commandments, right? So how do we choose which one is? Yeah, all right. This is what they do in class too. There's just outbursts everywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But uh, but Z said uh, you, you said it too, right? Reason. reason, right? And we already talked about that from the Garden of Eden. How reason has us uh, considering things that will not harmonize with what we're supposed to believe or the commandments, right? We'll we'll tell ourselves this is okay not to do. Or we'll justify. So I'm going to use Z since she opened her mouth to, to be a part of the sermon today. So when, I first, when we first met Z, Z had a flow. Her flow was like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Almost like, I don't, I don't really care. Right? So it was almost like she was shutting down from anything that wasn't important to her. Like coach bags, Michael Kors, you know, sweet shoes. You know, there's certain things she was just shut down. You know, just like, but not even shut down. I'm going to say this, not even consider it. So, so her thought is, if I didn't consider it, then I don't know about it. If I don't know about it, I'm not responsible for it. So, hey, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. You know, 
This is remind me of my BC blackout days. You come up to me and tell me something happened. I was like, don't remember? As far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. Z would go, uh, sorry, wasn't paying attention to that. So if it, it, it existed, it didn't happen. So now I'm going to bring, uh, it's just going to keep moving. So I'm going to bring uh, Venetia into it. So, so we're, we're going over in Bible school class, we're just going over just different things in the English language, right? So I'm not going to get specific, but she says, oh, I never paid that no mind. Like the quote, you know, it could be a comma, whatever. She was like, oh, I just, as far as I'm concerned, those things weren't important. But they actually are, are helping you to understand the sentence. She's like, well, you know, but she was humbled enough to say, hey, so what is that? What is that? It, what, what is that for? So all these years, I'm communicating like maybe like, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Like uh, run-on sentences? Is that what we want to call it? Yeah, run-on sentence, right? Like, so no one's really getting the emphasis of what I'm saying, right? And so I think it's the same thing as us believers. We kind of take, we, we kind of check in at Christianity, but we check out at the responsibility, the accountability of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the discipleship part. And so, uh, so, so, so I'm going to just bring the whole class in. So, so my cousin Sabrina, she asked a question. It was a great question. She said, uh, hopefully I get this right. You said, uh, what did you say? You said, once you save, is, is that enough? Can you go to heaven without any more? Right? Was that it? So can you go to heaven without any more? So, so you know, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And if I don't do nothing else, can I just go to heaven? And so, so we talked about it's not cookie cutter, it's customized. Like, so in other words, and, and I'm, I'll bring the teaching back, uh, the whole, if, if it's really once saved or always saved. But we talked about, okay, if somebody's about to die, they have no more life to live. I would say if they accepted Jesus, they don't have any other opportunity to apply it. You know what I'm saying? To, 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 to do anything, right? But if you hear, Why wouldn't you do more? Right. I mean, so somebody, Christ died for you, right? Right? You accepted it. You attached your faith to it. You get the benefit of it, right? So how are you going to show the appreciation? You're going to do more, right? Just why are you doing more? So somebody else can get what you got, right? right? So we talk about how we love our family. All we do is show up and pacify them. But do we give them the Christ that we have? Are we willing to, for them not to like us in that moment, to love us for eternity? Or are we just trying to pacify them in the moment, right, so they can despise us for eternity because you had Christ, right? Do you believe God can save them too? Or you believe he can only save the, peop the people that are open to hear what you got to say? Do you believe your intercession has impact, even though the Bible says the fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous avail of much, but do you believe your intercession is powerful, right? Or do you believe, like, oh, ain't no hope for them, right? Right, so, so again, I said this because we're talking about believers, and this says, believe God, you'll be established. I don't think some people are established because they haven't really been believing God. And we know if you believe God by your corresponding actions. My wife knows I love her. I heard her talking. You know, we, we've been together for, we'll be 30 years, right? 29 years of marriage in August, 30 years of being together October 18th, right? 
So, but, but she know I love her not just because I keep saying it. Corresponding actions, right? So does God know you love him based on what you do? When something else comes up, does God give first priority or is like, God, I love you unless something else comes up? If there's a family situation, I'm sorry, God, I'll, I'll talk to you later. If there's, you know, something else, something else that's, that's more important, does God, is God first? Even though the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And it says, if, if I do believe God, I'm established. So established means accepted and recognized Right? Uh, it says, followed by many people. Uh, it talks about uh, being consistent in the, 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 the customs or the rules or the traditions. Uh, establishes I'm successful for a long period of time. When I'm established, I'm widely known. Right? Like, so, so when I'm established, it's not a, a, a visit. It's something I'm grounded in. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know, like uh, if a ministry is established, it's not like a couple years old, you know, or just barely hanging in. It's, 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 it's been around. You know, uh, you work for a law, law, you've worked for law firms, but there's some that are established, and there's some you really don't want to work for because, you know, one suit and they could, they could fall, right? So, so, so God, if we believe God, we're established. We're locked in. This is, this is what we live in. This is not something we visit, Right? But then it says this, it says, believe and remain steadfast to his prophets, you shall prosper. And I think a lot of us, when we live this life, we, 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 we desire to prosper, right? Yes, we want to be established, but we will want to prosper. But it says now God is sending his prophets, his messengers, his vessel to position us to profit. But I watch how we dismiss God's messengers because we gauge who we're going to listen to based on uh, if it's comfortable for me, uh, if it's uh, uh, Terrence uh, Stringer said something uh, yesterday. He said, uh, he says, well, he says, Pastor, you ain't giving a, what do he say? The, what do he call it? The, the soothing well, I called it a comedy, but he called it the soothing message. I'm not going to say who he mentioned, um, but he mentioned a particular pastor. But it's, like, it's all about, you know, I just want to fluff you over. I just want you to like me, right? He says, he says, but he says, he says, when you guys are sharing, you guys are sharing things that's going to, it may hurt, it may be uncomfortable, but it's going to help us to change, right? It's going to help us to change. All right, so, so you know, I'm, I'm going to share this uh, so I know somebody. Uh, I just thought through this, so, so, but I know somebody that said, hey, don't, okay, if, if, if you're trying to challenge me to do something, don't challenge me too much because that would pressure me, right? Right? And so the thought is, if you pressure me, then I'm not going to be able to do this because there's too much pressure. You, you're going to distract me by the pressure, right? And, and, I, and, and my tendency may be to shut down because you are pressuring me, right? So when I first got this uh, revelation, I was like, okay, so let me back off the pressure because I don't want to get in the way of this person accomplishing what they're accomplished to do. But your thought is, remove the pressure and, I'll, and I can get it done. But I noticed something. Backed off the pressure, it's, that, didn't, that didn't facilitate it getting done. You understand what I'm saying? So, so 
The goal is what? To prosper, to get it done. Right? And the goal is for you to get what it takes to get it done. Sometimes when you say back off the pressure, it's not the pressure is stopping you from you to get it done. You can't handle the pressure. But the pressure, listen, there ain't no, there's no diamonds without pressure. You want to keep being a stone? Keep running from the pressure. You want to be a diamond? You got to embrace the pressure, right? And so belief has a pressure attached to it. It has, a, it has a pressure attached to it. But the thing is, it's not that you can't handle the pressure. You just haven't seen your ability to rise through the pressure. But you got to hang in there. Right? See, see, some of us are running from pressure. We're avoiding uh, engaging people, accountability and responsibility. We're running into isolation because we don't want no one to go, so what are you doing? You going to do that that way? Do you know that's how you change? Listen, I'm married to this woman. She asks questions. Y'all know. She has a lot of questions. So as we're doing stuff and growing, as vision is happening, so what about this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And when we first started out, I was pursuing professional basketball. Thousand questions. Now, where do I fit in this? And how is this going to happen? And, and, and I'm in a, a new marriage, I'm like, yo, leave me alone. Like, like... When I come out the lab, I got you. But I ain't putting it out here so you can ask me questions about it. I got to finish and complete it back here. So if you just leave me alone, get away from the door, don't ask no questions, you'll be fine, okay? I'm back here working on some things, right? And I'm making mistakes, but you can't see them, so I'm never going to be assessed on the mistakes, right? I'm just, I got this covered back here by myself, right? <laughs> Uh-oh, losing weight. All right, so, <laughs> right, so, so, so I really was like, get off of me. You know, like, leave me alone, like how a lot of us do. Then the, 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 the second move was growing up in uh, management. You know, so I'm growing up in management. I'm moving up in, in social services. And you, you, you're in this position. So where do I fit? So, so how does this work? Let's say, man, just chill. Hang in there. Once we get here, it'll be all right. And we ain't going to get here if you keep asking me these questions. Right? It was like, but really, it was pressure. And it was uncomfortable. And I wasn't trying to hear that. And she wanted to see it because she's, the, she's, a, she's designed to see it. I'm a visionary. I've seen it way seven years from now, but you got to write the vision, make it plain. They can roll with it. They read it. Right? Habakkuk 2. How's somebody going to roll with you and they don't have a clear vision of where we're going? Right? You see what I'm saying? So, so, so then um, business. So, so, so we started the business. She started it, right? So we're doing the business. So, so I'm working, but I'm also running around doing drop-offs of the supplier business. I'm going to companies, you know, because uh, you know, basically we was a broker. And then so they buy from, for, for them, and then we go get it and just drop it off, right? And then we get our cut in the middle, right? And so it was, we never really made the money that we made from, the, from when, when she was working full time. So then the next thing is ministry. Do you know something? When we got into ministry, she asked questions, but I had answers. And the interesting thing is, 
we've been flowing ever since. The vision for coming out here, I gave her the whole thing. Here's the vision, babe. She read through the thing. She says, man, I will go to this church. But now we're rolling together. She's finding her fit because she was designed to help God's purpose, not all that other stuff I was doing. See, 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 most of the time when there's frustration in marriages and relationships, in our walk when we're depressed, is a vision deficit. It's God's vision for your life, God's vision for your family's life. God's, it's a vision deficit. But you ain't getting vision if you don't believe God. Because you ain't talking to God, you ain't coming to God. See, see, again, you can get the new house and get the new car, but that, it's get old, it get old, it gets small, right? You can get the new gear, it gets old. Now you, want, you just keep buying stuff. I don't know if y'all call it gear anymore. That's, you know, y'all might call it something else. I don't know. What'd you say? Fits? Are you serious? Y'all couldn't think of nothing more better than that? Like fits? So that's how I'm going to... Okay. We're we doing fits now. Is that right? Northeast, is it fits? All right, you just threw me off with that. All right, let me just try to get back focused. Fits? Are we serious? That don't even have no flavor on it, man. Look, so my wife just said, oh, outfits. I just got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just, you're chopping off everything. All right, so, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about this being a fits. Are we serious? All right, so, so, so we believe God and we prosper. We believe his prophets and we prosper, right? Now, now, Lamentations 5.2 says something I think is very special. Because we're trying to grow in the kingdom, and we're trying to believe God, and he's trying to establish his house, right? It says, our house is taken over by strangers. It was in Lamentations 5.2. It says, our house is taken over by strangers. So, so, so it's taken over by people that don't believe. So people are showing up at church, and they're showing up at house, and they're with unbelievers. People that are still... Compromise is still running out, uh, trying to get, uh, you know, uh, taking spiritual, uh, spiritual bribes, right? Getting caught up in the, uh, the, uh, the lust of the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the world, and the pride of life, right? I said that right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, right? Yeah, 1 John 2, right? So, so people are getting, well, why would you get, why would you take that bribe? Because you don't believe. Why would you ever take a bribe? Because you don't believe what God says you're going to have, you're going to have, right? Because you don't believe it. So, so it's, it's amazing how we're, we're, we've allowed, okay, so I'm going to try to not go fast, slow down. All right, so, so you ever heard of the Jezebel spirit? Anybody ever heard of that? I know y'all think it's just female. It's a spirit. It's a, it's, it may be a female spirit, but it can attach itself to male or female. So it's a manipulative spirit. It's when somebody's trying to manipulate you, trying to get over on you, right? Uh, so, so, so jockeying for position, lying, tearing you down so they can rise to another level, right? right. Uh, so division among, among the, uh, the brother, right? They create discord all the time. Talk about this person. You know, so, so this person rising up, so then they'll go over to you and they'll say, 
what you, what you think about Mr. Lamar? I don't know. He's tripping the other day. Just to get you to go, well, I don't know. He tripped on me the other day. So now I'm trying to divide, right? I'm trying to create, create division, right? That's that Jezebel spirit. Jezebel spirit is always uncomfortable on somebody else's birthday. Because they, 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 they only have to get something. They don't want to see nobody else get something. So that person gets promoted. They look like they're doing good, stuff like that. They feel bad on the inside, right? That's the Jezebel spirit. But the interesting thing is, as I was thinking about this, you have a lot of, in the house of God, Jezebel spirits. And this is the thing. When I've studied it out, we taught it. Uh, we're going to talk about it in spiritual authority. The Jezebel spirit don't take over nothing. The Jezebel spirit takes the position that's been vacated by those that were designed to have it. Scripture says all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So if you're not doing what your purpose to do, the Jezebel spirit says, oh, no, no, I'll do that. So let's say you're supposed to sing in the church and it's an opportunity to sing. And you go, I don't know, I don't know. Man, I might mess up, this, that, and the other. Guarantee you there'll be a Jezebel, hey. Sign me up. And the interesting thing is that's that person on American Idol that can't sing, but always trying to put themselves on a platform. But what? They're taking a position that you vacated. And I noticed something else about that person. They'll be in that position. They're always causing drama. As soon as they join the team, they always call, well, I don't understand. Why we got to do it this way? And why we got to do it? Well, no, I I know you got me singing, uh, alto, but I'm, I, I, I'm a soprano. You know what I'm saying? There's always some type of, when I'm going to get my solo, when I'm going to get my solo. you always, she all right. You know, she, all right. she probably only singing solo because she's the pastor. You know, there's always, see, that, that spirit, but that spirit was, was, takes a vacated position of purpose. That spirit takes the place of somebody that didn't believe. And so when, it, when Lamentation says our house is taken over by strangers, it's taken over by people that don't believe. They're in a position, but they don't believe. They're doing everything that's ungodly in a godly house because they don't believe, right? And this is the thing. We want to believe to be established, and then we want to take that, that what, what we got in God on the road. We want to prosper in everything that we do. Establish is just being rooted and existing. But, but if a tree's out there existing and it's not producing no fruit, we call it dead. We want to produce things. We want to take our belief to another level, right? Amen. Right? We, we, so, so, so we first want to believe God, right? And that's where we're deep-rooted. And when you deep rooted, you have massive growth. When you deep rooted, you have massive growth in your life. The deeper you get rooted in the kingdom of God, the more things flourish in your life. They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts, right? Massive growth. And see, the thing is, when, when I'm established, this is the other thing establishes uh, Proverbs 25:5. I'm weedless. When I'm established, I'm weedless. I'm without weeds. I don't, as I'm growing, I don't have things attacking my growth, and I'm still stuck at the same level. That's where the depression and things start getting in. That's when we're tempted to get weed. (laughs) I messed up your weed, didn't I? Right? 
right? But you're weedless. Remember, the scripture says some people got the word, right? And they received it, but Satan took it immediately because they didn't believe, right? And then it says some, it was on stony ground, hard hearts, right? It says, it says and then when uh, 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 persecution or offense came, it says, then, then that word was taken away, right? Right? It says some received the word with gladness, right? It says, it says that word entered in. It says, but the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entered in and choked that word. And it became what? Unfruitful. Because the goal is not for us to know the word, to hear the word, to talk about the word. It's to produce fruit from the word. The goal is not for us to believe the word just to be established and exist. The goal is for us to prosper and to produce from it. Right? So, 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 but, but, but that word has to remain in us. Right? John 15 talks about the word remain. If you abide me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. John 15, 7. That word has to remain in us. Right? So just us getting word, drive by word, and then soaking in all the world, that word is being uprooted. First message I ever taught in the kingdom of God, I talked about how we get this word, but we allow so many other things. We're walking around leaking word. And, I, what I, what I, and that, that word is where we get our faith from. And I said, what I do is I go around with a bucket. I'm just catching all your word. All, all the words you dropping, I'm, I'm catching. Right? So we leaking word. Because we're taking, we're, we're adding so many other things in. And th- that word is not remaining. It's not abiding. Abiding means it remains in you. It's not something you know about, heard about. It's something that you are. And when you speak, you speak faith-filled words and the atmosphere changes. You manifest stuff. We talked about that in Bible school. Those promises are converted into power now. I mean, just to know the promises is a wonderful thing. But I don't just want to know promises. I want to manifest it in my life. And that those promises are converted into power when you attach your faith to it. Your faith is elevated or is raised. That measure of faith is raised when you fill yourself with the word. It brings that faith to the surface. That faith is activated by love when I'm trying to love on everybody else. And I don't want to have a faith moment. That ain't doing nothing for me. I want a faith life. So to just sell by faith. You understand what I'm saying? Do we really want to believe? Listen, listen, listen. Invest, work, do all those things you do. But man, if you're just doing all this stuff without believing... You're, you're a, a, a tragic situation away from being depressed, being frustrated, and blowing up your whole, your marriage, your life, and everything. You don't attach a belief to it. What happens when you don't work, you don't sacrifice, you worked all those hours, you've invested, you build up your nest egg, and then you get a, a, some type of crazy illness? What happens now? What happens now? You're using all this money for the doctors. Because you don't believe. Do you think God's going to sit back and watch you be your own God and not believe him? And God's going to keep endorsing that? He's not going to punish you, but God's going, okay, you got it then. Since your might and your power has gotten you this wealth, then you go, go ahead with your bad self. Right? But the scripture says, don't forget the Lord thy God. 
Don't forget believing him in, in Deuteronomy 8. Right? And so, so, so we got to get to a point where we're back to being believers, right? Where we're back to being believers. Very few of us have experienced what God has for them because very few people believe, fully experience what God has for them. I'm not saying people are, are not successful. I'm not saying they don't have things they never had before. But think about what your mind is thinking. Is your mind saying, well, this is probably the most I could ever have. Well, no, I'm good. I'm good with this. I'm, see, see, you know, that, that, Mrs. Lamar, that's too much. That's too much. Ain't nobody need all that. Do you not need all that or do you, or you're afraid to believe for all that? It's a difference. See, it's a difference. So we, we, we put people down because they believe. We put people down because they're prospering, because they're, they're listening to God's uh, uh, pro- prophets. No, what we're doing is we're putting people down because we're afraid to believe for something and the possibility of rejection. Me and Terrence was talking about this. I said, the reality is you got to go out there. You got you to risk looking bad and being rejected. And Terrence said, man, I've been rejected a lot. You know, you know as they're uh, establishing uh, businesses and, and uh, uh, 24-hour fitnesses, <laughs> and Smoothie Kings and, and all other types of things that they're doing. Started out, you know, people went, nah, we're not doing that. Nah, we changed our mind. But you got to believe beyond it. You just can't be safe and experience what God has for you. Your body can't take it. You, when, when, when you just stay in that safe place, you're staying in the womb. It's comfortable in there. But that child can't stay in the womb past the 40 weeks. The child and the mother could die. That's why the scripture says in Isaiah 37, the children have come forth, but uh, come to birth, but they don't have the strength to bring forth, to believe beyond their comfort zone. Is that, was Isaiah 37.3? I believe that is. I, it's a lot of audibles, man, so I, I'm, just, I'm just flowing, so hang in there with me. We'll get to the scriptures you have. <laughs> All right, so this is, this is it. We're not living like, you know, when we were kids, we would eat the chicken or whatever, and they would have a wishbone, and, you know, you get the wishbone, and you break it, you know, to, and make a wish, you know, like just make a wish, blow out the candles, make a wish. No, 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 no. You can't wish for it. You have to believe for it. No, no, no. You have to believe for it. Everything is on the other side of your belief. See, 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 I'm obedient because I believe. I'm not going to be obedient if I don't believe because I'm like, why? Why be obedient? But the scripture says, if you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land in Isaiah 1, 19. So I'm, I'm going to be willing and obedient. I'm going to be willing to believe God to be established and I'm going to be obedient, right, to, to his, 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 his tutors and governors to prosper. Right? I'm going to be willing and obedient. All right, look, look here at uh, Mark 9. Let's go here to Mark 9. Again, we're talking about the believers, but, but it's time for us to believe. And, and, and I know it's like, it's, it's, if you haven't believed, uh, what is the scripture we, we've been quoting? Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14. What is it? What is it? No, I'm not starting it off. What is it? 
See, I'm taking that crutch away too. What is it? First, First Corinthians two fourteen. You said, "If any man be in Christ, that's that's Second Corinthians." You reading it? See, I just <laughs> I, Bible school, right? What we talked about in class. But they're spiritually discerned. But she said, the natural man receiveth not. When we talk about illumination, receiveth not the things of God, right? They're foolishness to him. Everything that, every time God tries to offer something for the natural man to believe, if you're in the natural, it's going to be foolish. We gave you the diagrams. The natural man is closed from God. He's closed to God. He's open to the flesh, right? That natural person. So every time he hears godly stuff, it's like, man, please. Man, <laughs> sure, right, yeah, okay, right? It's hard to believe. The, the other thing, he'll start to naturally rationalize why maybe that's not true. See, people just see that, y'all Christians, y'all, see, y'all be over the top, man, y'all over the top. Remove belief, what are we doing? What are we doing different from the world if you remove belief? And some of us ain't doing nothing different from the world because we don't believe, right? But it, but it says that for the natural man, it's foolishness, foolishness unto him. Why? Because it's spiritually discerned. You got to strengthen your spirit, man, right? It's not a natural thing you could discern. Now, that's 14. That's after he said, I have not seen or ear have heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. But he's revealed them, the deep things to us by his spirit. That's uh, uh, chapter 2, 9 and 10. But that's after 4 and 5 when he says, hey, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of power. So your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, everyday natural philosophy, but in the power of God. Manifestation based on belief. That's what produces power. People around you ain't changing because they're looking for power. People around you are changing because they see power. You know why they see power? Because you believed. Who's going to believe through it? Who's going to believe for it? Right? That's what's going to change lives around you. Because they're going to see things they've never seen before. And they're going to know you didn't do that, Siobhan. God did that. You would have never elevated to that level that you're about to go to. That was God. And because I know that was God, I want to sign up to what you, whatever you're doing. I just don't know what it's doing, but I just want to sign up. Where do I sign up? I had a guy telling me, he says, man, listen, man, I just want to go to church with you. Every time I talk to you, you keep talking about, because he was asking me, how'd you get this? How'd you get that? And, you know, I, I was just like, I was new to being a Christian, but I had to come up with things. I was like, man, I should be pulling out my Jesus card, man. So every time I walk up to him, he was like, he was like man, Every time I turn around, you're getting something new. I said, man, I just be pulling out my Jesus card, man. Jesus. It's just Jesus card. Then after a while, after practice, he was my assistant coach. I was coaching his high school team. He said, uh, he said man, could we pray after? See, I started. Why are you asking me to pray? Because he's seen something. He's seen the results of that Jesus card. I mean, I just said Jesus card. I didn't really have a specific card. <laughs> said Jesus on it. Here you go, man. <laughs> right? It's like... And, and he saw something. Then he started coming to church. Then he gave his life to so He's living for the God to this day. 
But it wasn't just enticing words of man's wisdom. Some demonstration had to happen. The people that's, listen, you know why people want to change when they're around you? Because they seen you healed, but they saw you when you weren't. They seen the power of God operate phenomenally at least three times in your life. Or four. Four times. So, so, so people are looking like, so if you start to waver, they're going to go, wait a minute, God done showed up four times in her life and she don't believe? Oh, no. Why bother? But people will only listen to you when you open your mouth, you got a testimony. You got a testimony that you don't have to rehearse. You've lived it. You don't have to find no, well, how's this start? <laughs> you know how it starts. I had stage two cancer, that's how it started. I had stage four cancer, that's how it started. Right? I had a stroke, that's how it started. Right? I showed up, they supposed to put a stint in my, in my head, and when I showed up, the guy saw on the screen, I had uh, a vein, is it veins? Because yeah, I'll make sure I get it right. It's not arteries, it's veins. I had, I had creative veins, extra veins, that bypassed where it was blocked, to, so created a channel for the blood to flow. It, it looked like a tree. It looked like a tree that had sprouted out and created more vein branches in her head. She has the, 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 the documented information. The doctor's like, Okay, this is, I've never seen this before. We don't have to do the surgery. She showed up for the surgery, and she used her common sense. Okay, I believe some, men, some people of God. Then the other story she was sharing the other day, I, I don't have the whole story, but my wife was praying that everybody that dealt with her would treat her like family, and, and it was something else she prayed. But, but the right people and what? And the right connections. And so the first person that came to you was named what? Peace. This, that was their name. And the second person was Joy. That was their name. Third person, Faith. That was their name. You can't make that stuff up. The fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace is how it starts off. Huh? Y'all live on what? Faith Road. They got a new house. In, in uh, Salisbury, on Faith Road. You can't make that stuff up. Do you understand what I'm saying? But suppose her and Marcus didn't believe through it. Suppose they didn't believe for it. So, so they don't have to go to nothing. It's in them. It's an epistle written in their heart. I can't believe I'm going through this. Are you serious? Do you know I had this level of cancer, that level of cancer? I had a stroke, this, that, and the other, and, and you're complaining about what? Somebody don't like you. Man, listen, I ain't even thinking about who liked me. I'm here. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, do, do, you, do, do you need to be in her situation to appreciate your life? Do you need to be in her situation to appreciate your life? I want to make sure you heard that. That's why I said it the second time. Okay, all right. Thank you, for Stella, for letting me use your life. All right? As a testimony, as a witness. Oh, what did I say? Mark 9, right? I'm in Matthews, so 
but it's probably not going to help the cause. So Mark 9, we're going to focus on 24, but we can't read Mark 9, 24 without reading 23. It says, Jesus said unto him, if thou, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that what? Believe. How many things? All things are possible to So if I want something that seems impossible, I just need to believe for it, right? All right, look at verse 24. It says, And uh, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, Amelia, help thou my unbelief. Right? Now, now, but, but, but let's, let's, let's break this down now. Sometimes we may focus on he said, help my unbelief. But did you read the first part? He said, I believe. But instead of being overconfident that he believed enough, he says, since I don't have the manifested results, since it hasn't manifested in the power that I'm looking for, obviously there may be some, some level of belief that I'm missing. So help what I'm missing. He wasn't saying I didn't believe. He's like, well, up to this point, I thought I was believing. But obviously, since it, the measure is the results, not how I feel. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. The measure is the results, not how I feel. So he says, hey, there might be a blind spot in there. Help my unbelief. Right? Let's go over two chapters. Well, let's go one chapter first. I was going to go to two, but uh, I'll throw this audible in here. We're going to go to Mark 11, but got to stop at. 10, Mark 10 and verse 27. I just like reading all these together. And Jesus, looking upon them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. With men it is impossible. So there are insurmountable situations in a natural life. But once you attach God and belief into it, it, it crosses over into impossibilities. That's how you can get extra veins before you have surgery, right? Yeah, with men, that's impossible. But not with God, all things are possible. That's how you can get both of your tubes cut off. Go to a healing service, get prayed for, go to the hospital, and they, they do an x-ray, and you got brand new tubes. Oh, with men, it's impossible. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. That's what happened to Pastor Mal. That's how you can go into your grandmother's room. She's dealing with a level of cancer. You can pray and speak what the word says, and she throws up the cancer in front of your face. Now, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. That's what happened to Pastor Mal, praying for her grandmother, right? We can go into a hospital and the person's in a coma. Everybody's doing what they know to do, they read reading scripture, they praying. The Holy Spirit tells me to tell everybody to stop. We're in the ICU. We're not in a private room. You got the nurses across in the nursing station. Everything. We're right here. There's something, you know, you only got a few rooms in the ICU. He told me, tell everybody to stop. Lift their hands up. Praise the Lord. After we praise the Lord, we're going to pray. Read these couple of scriptures, right, for this person to come out of the coma. So we're, we're making noise in that room, glorifying God. Because the Lord said, believe me first. 
Worship and magnify me first. That whole Jehoshaphat story, they worship God first, and he sent ambushments against their enemies. Right? Second Chronicles 20 that we read that. So we did that, and me and my wife went home. We didn't go, did it take? Is he coming out? We, by the time we were driving home, we got a call. He started rolling his eyes. By the time we got to the house, he's out of the coma, left the hospital. I don't know what he's doing now, but I, I, I didn't hear he died. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, how does that happen? It definitely don't happen because we, we did something. It happened, well, we did believe. We, we had to believe Jesus is the healer. See, with man it is impossible, but not with God, all things are possible. Listen, we're not even here talking to y'all. If we don't believe, we've never been to Charlotte. Ever. And who, who prepares? We were uh, functioning human beings, working. We had a home and things of that nature. And God sends us out here, and it was, it was an interruption because of how it flowed with the, with, uh, after being 18 years at, at the church. So we, we ended up, unplanned, coming out here with $1,625. We had to stay in an apartment. We hadn't been in an apartment in 17 years. And we leased for 10 years up until right before COVID when we finally got a house out here. So we're paying a, a note there and a lease here. Making peanuts. We make peanuts now. But my wife always says, she said, I don't want to know. I want to know. I, I want to know how it's done. See, see, you look and you say, but you just did this for this person. You just helped this person here. That don't... That ain't got nothing to do with us. That has something to do with our obedience and believing God. But see, it don't, see, with men it is impossible. With men it is impossible to really look at what our, what our, our actual salary is, which, which our one salary is probably with our collective salary is what maybe one of y'all make. No, I'm just not what one of y'all make. It's less than what one of y'all make. So it's hard to believe that, Right? It's hard to believe that we could just think about this house first. Now, with man, it is impossible. Not with God. With God, all things are possible. God does all types of things. He, he, he sold our house for us. You know what I'm saying? He paid off the rest of our debt. Like, with all, like while we were just, believe, just, just constantly just believing for stuff to happen. We came out here with $625. We're on 21 acres, y'all. If you go through that, that gravel ground over there, through that creek, there's more acreage back there. How is that possible? And they sold it to us for half price. Listen, this mortgage is less than our house mortgage. We owe $255,000 on this acreage in these buildings. Some of y'all done thrown away $255,000. What do you think the Lord is saying? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Do you want to, like, with man it is impossible. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. Right? You can't, don't take it for granted. Like, we just be rolling. They're taking it for granted. Nobody pays for nothing. We, books, all types of stuff. All the stuff still happening. Yeah, ask the people in the Bible school. Everybody got uh, open Bibles. Some on the way. The open Bibles don't cost $5. 
Gerard said, yeah, I got mine. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? How is this possible? God, believe for it. I'm not talking about something I heard about. <laughs> I'm not talking about something I heard about. And the half has not been told, right? All right, so let's go to Mark 11. Walking through believing, Mark 11. Got about 15 minutes here and we're we done. All right. Well, that should make a difference. You're hearing it from God, right? And for the guys, you, 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 no game on right now. <laughs> you're right. Cowboys ain't playing right now. All right, so Mark 11, 22. It says, and Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Basically just saying believe God, right? Now, he said that because he had cursed the fig tree. They walked by, cursed the tree, and they came back. It was, it was withered. So they said he spoke to it. And what he said to it happened. And he, was said, he said, man, don't, don't, don't trip on what I said. Have faith in God. That's where it came from. Then he said this. He said, verse 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whatever the mountain is in your life, says, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, this is the key, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So we can't pray in doubt or pray in guessing or pray in trying or pray in wishing or pray in maybes. You got to believe for it. And then when it doesn't happen, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but you didn't believe it. And, 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 and you can't have a silent. You say, help my unbelief. God says, okay, I'll help you when you help yourself. Because the Bible says when you've done all, you can do the stand, stand therefore. Right? And then we read the scripture, Exodus 14, 13, and 14. says, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. But I'm standing after I've done all I can do to stand. Right? So I can't. Uh, fill, my, fill my, my mind, my heart, and everything with corrupt software, with kryptonite, and then say, God, help my unbelief. God says, well, I'm doing my part, are you doing yours? Are you, are you uh, uh, coming out from among them and being separate? 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 17. Right? So you're in a position now where your atmosphere is conducive for you to get fed uh, what's going to keep you in clarity. You can't believe if you're not in clarity because doubt will creep in. What's attached to the things of the world, the flesh and stuff like that, is something called fear. Fear, 1 John, has torment. It will torment you. It will have you thinking the worst case scenarios. It'll have you talking yourself out of what you desire. It'll have you second guessing, will anybody ever love me? And then you'll be so desperate, you'll just take the first thing to come along. You don't even have to compromise. Listen, I met my wife. That's my wife. I, don't, I didn't have to compromise. I didn't have to. We didn't have sex before we got married. Listen, not like I never had sex. I just decided when I committed to God, it's the least I can do. It's the only thing I can offer at this point. I ain't got nothing. I ain't doing nothing right. The only thing I can offer to you is Okay, well, I know the sex thing is important. I ain't know no scriptures. I ain't know no scriptures at that time. Flee fornication is in the Bible. I didn't know that, 
right? I had no idea. I was just like, okay, I know it's two things that's messing up my groove with you, God. One is my music. I knew that. Ain't nobody had to tell me. See, see, y'all looking for, give me chapter and verse. I didn't need chapter and verse because I knew right from wrong. I knew music was my idol. And I knew I was creating an atmosphere that was causing depression and death and was creating lust. I knew that. I just was in denial. So that day I was like, okay, I'll give you the music. And my nephew's back there. All my albums was in the basement of his dad's house. <laughs> I put all them crates. Some very valuable music. <laughs> right. I put it all. That was number one. Number two, I knew, I knew, I knew it. Just like you know it. Sex. I knew it. I found out the, the whole fornication and I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit later. But I'm going to tell you, my life started to, to grow from that point. Because I made a vow and I kept to it. Under tremendous pressure. <laughs> when I met her, I love that girl. When you love somebody, you want to share the love. Right? You know, use your own imagination. But I was saying you want And so, so one day... Uh, I don't know how I ended up in her bedroom, but I was up there, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the bedroom. So I was like, hey, you know what? I got something I got to do. I, I panicked because I made a commitment to God. And, and, and I probably, I don't know if I ran, but, but I got out of that house quick and didn't come see her for two weeks. I fasted her for two weeks. We talked. Obviously, we talked, you know, pillow talk. No, you hang up. We did all that. But I stayed away from her for two weeks because I was like, no, we're getting close. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, kind of dicey here, you know. You know, when, we, when I talk about the fire, like, I was kind of like near the fire. <laughs> I was like, but we walked down that aisle, and, and I held to, true to it. But you know what? Because I believe God. That was my wife. I didn't have to compromise. I didn't have to let me get this now just in case it don't work out. Let me settle for this now just in case it don't work out. Let me secure this now just in case this really is not going to happen. That's not belief, man. Compromise is not belief. Compromise is not belief. Compromise is not belief. Com 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 compromise is not belief. <laughs> right? People compromise because they don't believe. That's not me putting you down. I, listen, I don't have to put you down. You know? Let, listen, can we just be real? Like, can we just, like, let's keep it real. If I never said that, you already knew it. Get that frown off your forehead. You knew it already. I'm talking to the people out there in TV land. I know everybody here is fine. People out there watching. Hey, get that frown. You. Let me frowning. And move over. Separate now. Y'all move over. Create a divide right now. Just for the day. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think I don't see y'all. Right? So, <laughs> so, so the thing is, sorry, y'all. thing is, we have to believe. Look, look, James 1, 6 says this. It says, it's James 1, 6, you can write it down uh, because I'm going to try to get us out of here. It says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. It says, so when I'm, when I'm, it says, you know, we have not because we ask now, but it says, when you ask, ask in faith, not wavering. You're not trying, you're believing. 
It says, but if you're wavering, you're like a person that soon as they hear something negative, soon as they get a rejection, soon as they hear something that's contrary to what they believe, then they just roll with that. That's probably not going to happen. No, it says, I'm locking in regardless of what happens. And somebody said this to me um, just recently, this weekend, there's a lot going on this weekend, but they said, think about it. You came out here, things wasn't favorable at first. First of all, the, I, I put together a 100-page proposal. I put together a two-year timeline and a two-year plan to present to my pastor. Uh, I ended up only presenting 40 pages because once he said he was in agreement, I took out the 60 that showed the benefits of ascending church. But I, I had it all. I, I did all the research. I did everything. All right. In this plan was, was uh, uh, how we would establish the, the uh, uh, being acclimated to the community, uh, what we would teach, our core values, which is on the website now, why we believe what we believe. And again, you know, they're, they're crystallized statements, but, but, you know, if you don't understand something about what we believe, ask and we'll tell you. But it's all scripture. You know, um, I can't think of a book, but I got it out of a particular uh, book. So we, so, so we had all that. We had uh, uh, just, just what, what culture God wanted to create. We also had, from the church that we left, how we would, as a, as a family, we would go to their conferences and stuff like that. We, I even had in there what we would give back to the church, like our church would tithe to that church. Um, you know, because this is how I was trained. You know, you always give. So, so because some, uh, the church shifted a little bit, then all that that we would, would have tied to the church is, is, is poured into people, you know. We, we poured into people, so we're still tithing. We're just tithing in to people, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, it's been working, so, so I have no reason to, to second-guess it, right? So I'm saying we, knew, we had all that down. It didn't happen the way it was on the list. Well, nobody planning to, to, to be at a dance studio. Oh, no, we was in our apartment. We don't know if we're going to have a building. It's just me and her. We, wasn't, we was planning to, to transition with a team, not just, me, just two people. And we was transition, meaning we would have been paid while we were building the church. Then as we built the church, we would have came back and then been sent and then been released. But we would have been, you know, because we, we was at church for 18 years, we would have been paid. That, that's what I thought was. Not we was going to come out here maybe uh, have some resources for three months. I was going to be working at Raw Stores where I met uh, Zip, standing all day, end up uh, messing up my back and having to have surgery. I wasn't planning none of that. Wasn't planning to have no team so everybody that you meet is still getting to know if they want to trust you. We wasn't planning to go almost, I don't know how many years, but I'll just say eight years with minimal tithers, between five and ten. Believing God that we was going to be able to pay for every place we went. That wasn't in the plan. And you know what the easiest thing is when people start tripping and complaining, and it's a new church and they start running to the big church? You know what the easiest thing is? We Christians. Let's just find a church and serve there and grow as Christians. We're going to be faithful. We don't have to deal with none of the other responsibilities. The only responsibility we have to deal with is us. And whatever helps ministry, we're helping it. But we don't have to deal with everybody. That's what, that's what the devil tries to punk you with. But when you believe God, it's not even an option. So we, we got married. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. She's from Columbus, Ohio. 
Uh, as you can see, we both are type A personalities, right? And we both are talkers. Both talkers, and we've both been, been through abuse, pain, and uh, 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 rejection and things of that nature. You know what that's, that is, right? The first part of marriage, you know what that is, right? That's arguments going at it. And so, so we, we battled through that. But, but I'll tell you, she will tell you, divorce wasn't an option for me. We're just going to have to figure it out. And we, when it got to a point where it was just seemed like, okay, this is enough is enough. I, I called her to my office at the church. And she said she thought I was calling her to say that the relationship was over. I put, gave her a piece of paper. Write down what you want in this relationship. She wrote down a list. I took the list, talked to God. I said, God, now you got to show me in your word how this can happen. Because this, this girl's on something different. <laughs> right? And so, so, so I found a scripture. And I, and I prayed the scripture, and from that point, I started thanking God for the things that I prayed. So I thank you, Lord, I'm slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath. The Holy Spirit is taming my tongue. I'm concealing matters, controlling my lips, transformed by the renewing of my mind. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not uttering all my mind, but I'm clothed with humility, diligent in your word, diligent in spending time with you, thirsting for your word, thirsting to spend time with you, and that thirst is being quenched each and every day. But that's because my countenance was overwhelming her. That's because my words was overwhelming her. That's because I wasn't patient. That's because I was scaring her and everybody around me with just that New Jersey look. So I just prayed some things through. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to you tripping. How was I able to do that? I believed. I believed what God told me. And the thing is, God tells us stuff as, as the pastors and prophets of this house about you. You know why we still love you? Because we believe it. You know, my, no matter how you operate, we've still been standing. You know why? Because we believe it. If some of y'all look back at your funk, you, would, you could be honest to say, man, I probably need to apologize. I, I didn't handle that right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't handle that right. Why? Didn't believe it. So the thing is, it takes belief to navigate through. You understand what I'm saying? It takes a lot of belief to hang in there in relationships. It takes a lot of belief to become a family. It takes a lot of belief to have a, a, a happy home. It takes a lot of belief to get people out of running from God and running to God. But you can't do it at your convenience. It's not a casual thing. You understand what I'm saying? It's something that really is going to cost. It costs to believe. And if you really care about people, what you'll do is you'll be consistent because you believe your consistency is going to impact their lives. If you, you understand what I'm saying? Like if you really care, if you really care about your children, you believe your consistency will change them. Now, now, uh, young man in the gold and blue, what's your name? DJ? CJ? So, so evidently, your parents love you because they've trained you well. Because I was watching them doing praise and worship, and he was here. And so I was back there in tears. I was like, I was just looking. I said, 
is that a young man? That is, but, but it wasn't, you know, sometimes the parents would do stuff and the kids would do stuff. He wasn't doing it because y'all was doing it. Like, he, he had a whole other flow, and he's still sitting in here. So I, so I, so I noticed they, everybody moved down to the children's ministry, but he's still sitting here, right? So when you see that, you got to believe God's doing something special in his life, and you got to adjust your life to make sure he has the atmosphere he needs to become what he's supposed to become. Remember, that's what Mary had to do. She had to believe God. She says, let it be according to your word, Lord. And she adjusted herself to make sure she heard how to guide Jesus into doing what he's supposed to do. Some of us are around those type of people. Are we polluting them by how we're operating or are we assisting them in becoming what they're supposed to become? Are we their their kryptonite or or we're, we're adding to their super? And so I just, I just want us to, to challenge ourselves to think through um, because this life is about believing. And I know it's hard to believe, but the Scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. We can't please God unless we believe. And we can't keep doing the casual God stuff. We got to really believe. On the other side of the, that belief and that obedience is everything that's going to fulfill you. So you won't be as thirsty for the things of the world. You're thirsty for the things of the world because you're not getting fulfilled. You're not getting fulfilled because your fulfillment is on the other side of your belief. And so we really got to lock in and believe in the midst of the people around us that don't think it take all that. Some of us got some wonderful philosophers around us. But, but again, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Your faith can't stand in philosophy but in the power of God. And, when, and that philosopher just stopped the conversation and says, okay, how is it working for you? How is it manifesting in the power of God? You sound good. Matter of fact, you sound so good, I just love hearing you. But, but I, I guess I love hearing you so much, it's distracted me from seeing manifestation of God in your life. So let's stop all the drama and all the diversions and let's just, let's, let's just challenge ourselves to be uncomfortable to believe through it and believe for it. All right, let's stand on our feet. That, that, that's all we have for today.